ultimatum. They issued a warning saying that supporters of Taiwan are playing with fire if they continue to resist China's demand for control over the self-governing island. Now, speaking at a speech in Shanghai, the foreign minister repeatedly praised the Communist Party Secretary General as a global security initiative is taking place to reabsorb Taiwan back into China. What's happening right now, they say, is positioning China's single-party political system as an alternative to Western, what they call liberal, approaches to international relations. While China has taken this hardline stance and position, they are threatening USA and they're threatening the entire status quo that existed for the last couple of decades, basically since World War II. Quinn's comments on last uh, Friday reflect a harsher tone of Chinese language over the possibility of a new global crisis in the Taiwan Strait. A former chief spokesperson at the foreign ministry, he was a forerunner for taking the current Chinese president's more confrontational approach towards the United States and U.S. Asian allies. What's happening with the Philippines there, China has condemned the Philippines, saying that they basically forgotten where they came from. South Korea, they have forgotten who their mothers and fathers were. They are condemning every country that has taken up the American flag in tow, and they are saying that you will basically be buried at sea with the rest of the Indo-Pacific allies. Now, this situation that is unfolding in the Taiwan Strait is a major source of tension between China and the rest of the world. In recent Chinese military exercises that exist, they have surrounded the entire region and they have shown that they have strengthened their navy and strengthened their army against any American alliance approach. Beijing's increased military presence is a warning to the United States and to NATO allies that if you approach Taiwan in a militarily defensive position or posture, China will see this as a threat to all of China, and they will react in the only way that they have said that they will, and that is to sink American warships. Now, the real concern for the is we might have family or friends that exist on those warships, not just those people who will lose their lives the moment that this takes place. We're going to have our complete world turned upside down. Beijing's increased military presence in the region, they say that it's difficult to rank the threat or to rate the threat of what is actually happening, but U.S. officials are warning that China is preparing right now to launch the invasion. The foreign minister's comments have a higher visibility in Chinese uh, po the political party as threats for the international audience are commonplace. He emphasized that the Taiwan problem is at the core of China's interests, saying we will never back down, speaking as China, in the face of any act that undermines China's sovereignty and security. Those who play with fire, he warns, on the question of Taiwan will burn themselves. Now these remarks, while usually directed at Taiwan or other countries, are now being explicitly told to the United States of America. China is stepping up its own military pressure as well as its diplomatic isolation against Taiwan. They are sending fighter jets and Navy vessels towards the island on a daily or near daily basis. The heightened pace of military activity in the region is showing that China could act today, they could act tomorrow. No one is going to know except China, unless America has spies at such high levels in the Chinese government. And it's not like America, where if you get caught for being a spy, you're going to go to prison until they make some sort of deal and get you sent back to your homeland. Now, in China, you get caught being an American spy, you are dead. Same thing goes in Russia. You get caught being an American spy, you are dead. In Iran, you are dead. In Saudi Arabia, you get caught for being an enemy spy, your life no longer exists. And not just you, look at Turkey. Look at all these countries. They will go after your family. They will go after everybody that you love. This is how reality works in the rest of the world. But it has been softened. And I'm not saying that that's okay that they do this. I'm just saying that compared with the countries that are coming into power, the United States of America appears very weak. Taiwan is going to elect a new president and parliament next January, and China sees 
this as a position for the Chinese political party to be able to basically make the positional changes to get themselves into the Taiwan government. Now, a lot of people in the military uh, service world are saying that this is going to happen. China is going to take back Taiwan way before that political position ever takes place. As tensions continue to escalate, the international community that is Western-backed says that we have to seek peaceful dialogue and resolution. China says, you have no say in this. We'll take back what is ours. It's crucial, they warn, for all sides to engage in the preparatory steps for this coming military conflict. Now, the United Kingdom, alongside France, China, and the U.S., they are evacuating their own diplomats, showing that this is just a piece of what is happening in the world. We have the entire world falling apart around us. They are continuing to evacuate diplomats in Sudan. What happened there is absolutely maddening. Now, if you want to talk about how a Western country will begin to work <laughs> in those first few hours and days of the realization that the world, uh, the rule of law no longer exists in your world, then I want you to seek out and find those videos of what is happening in Sudan. Sudan. Now, the uh, army chief there has agreed to facilitate some levels of evacuation, but we're seeing that the rapid support forces and the fighting that is happening there is basically closing down the airports and searching for people to hold on to as political prisoners. The British government, they say, is doing everything possible to support its own nationals that are trapped there. The UK prime minister has said that they're going to uh, basically do what they can to get people out. U.S. troops are continuing to be moved closer and closer and made growing speculations that we're going to see a wider international effort to bring control into that region. This conflict is, of course, pitting army units loyal to different regions against the RSF. Now, what's happening there is a power struggle that has derailed a shift toward civilian rule and it raised the specter of civil war. The fighting has already taken the lives of hundreds of people, injured thousands of people, and different reporting outlets, including non-governmental organizations, are saying that battles are raging on the streets right now, and a humanitarian catastrophe is right there. Now, when this happens in your area, you need to be able to buckle down. A lot of people in Sudan right now are still going to work. A lot of people during the Syrian civil war still went to work. I remember reporting on the people in Ukraine as Russia was invading, still going to work. If we take that as history, when you see war in your city, in your state, in your region, in your county, you are still going to go to work. You're going to have to make a decision right then and there, when do you stay home? At what point does the preservation of my life and the sanctuary of my family become more important than my job today? Because what if my job doesn't exist in 5, 10, or 15 days? This is why Kelly and I and our groups have always advocated people make a trigger plan. So that trigger plan is what triggers you to do what? Should A trigger you to do B? If not, it'll trigger you to do C, D, so on. And so what you might say is, okay, if the fighting, let's take America as an example. If there is civil disruption, protests, terroristic events, infrastructural <coughs> sabotage, uh, riots in New York. Should that trigger you to do something in Florida? You might say, well, no, you're so far away. Absolutely, it should trigger you to do something, but not B, not C, not D, maybe E, so on, is increase your communication and awareness. Make plans with friends and family that if fighting does break out in your area, what do you do? Make evacuation plans. Every event should trigger you to do something. Now, the Saudi government is warning that they are arranging all sorts of different uh, diplomatic uh, ways to basically change what is happening in Sudan, but this is going to be a conflict that we hear about for months. Now, in the economy, San Francisco is giving thousands of open pop-ups in empty downtown storefronts. You want to talk about how bad things look? Go to places like California. These running pop-ups uh, will get three months of free rent. They're going to get grants from the government of between three and eight thousand dollars, all because they want to keep the facade of economic stability existing. 
but only if you really want an idea of how bad it is out there, it yeah. now costs more to insure U.S. Treasury debt than it did during the 2007 through 2009 financial crisis. The U.S. government has and continues to write checks that it cannot cash. Now, in the last 48 years, we're starting to look at the bigger picture here. There has been a $50 trillion transfer of wealth from the bottom 90% to the top 1%. We're talking just America here. That transfer has absolutely obliterated what used to be the middle class. You have the mega wealthy like Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, which is the world's largest asset manager with over $10 trillion in assets, basically unloading, sold another 7% of his own stock last week. This is one of the largest stock sales after COVID. His last biggest stock sale was right before the COVID crash. So if we see these mega giants, these mega wealthy, getting ready for how bad the economy is about to become, it's just beginning. Kelly and I talk to people in different sectors, especially those sectors of public entertainment, public uh, assistance. Everybody is getting hampered from restaurants, uh, the people who usually rely on tips. No more tips are coming. They know how bad things really are. People are spending record dollars right now, record amounts on car repairs. The average repair order is up 35%. Buying a new car has never been more expensive. People are holding on to their older cars for longer, driving them with higher miles. This means that the mechanics trying to offset their own inflationary pressure and the places artificially increasing the prices are charging more. Going back to what is happening in China, the deepening security alliance between the USA and the Philippines has caused China to basically yeah, I think so. All of the Philippines government. It stated that it should not harm security in the region or territorial interests in a dispute between China and the USA. The Chinese embassy in Manila issued a statement by the Chinese foreign ministry who said that the combat exercises that America is going to take part in and will continue to should not target any third party, should be conducive to regional peace and regional stability. Now here we have the Chinese government saying anyone who aligns themselves with the USA is an enemy of China. We've recently had the Russian government say that Britain is and always will be the death enemy of Russia. We have different officials saying that America basically no longer exists in the eyes of the Eastern world. We have an energy crisis. We have food production warehouses being sabotaged, we have railways being sabotaged, we have chemical plants on Who's fire, we have all these Chinese nationals in this country doing that shit. So many people can't put the pieces of the puzzle They're not going to round them up like they did the Japanese. But that's not you and me here, what we do here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right up there. Russians coming over to Mexico. Beyond the trees. So you can either prep for them, knowing that they either don't have the mental health capabilities to handle reality right now, and so you prep for them, or you try to help people and make them aware of what's happening, kind of test the ground there, or you make a decision that this person will not take the yoke, the burden of responsibility, and see reality and get ready, and so you're not going to help them when that day comes. That's a decision you have to make. I want to get to a viewer question here. It comes to us from F. Rivera. I hope that doesn't stand for something. Question. This is an answer to your question regarding what we use to stay well or treat illness. I am a retired RN. I was dedicated to the science of pharmaceuticals. Over the past 10 years, I have become jaded and rebellious of pharmaceuticals. As a family, we are still tethered to them due to my son's lung transplant. However, we implement as many natural remedies as possible to him and almost totally for the other family. Two things that I and my family rely on is one, 
Remember, this is not medical advice, and I'm not a doctor. This is an opinion of an RN who has stability in the field and their own things that have helped them. One, honey infused with garlic. The older and darker the color, the better it is. Two, fire cider. A lot of recipes online exist for it. When allergies cause a scratch or sore throat, I take a tablespoon of fire cider with a tablespoon of honey and garlic. I take it three times a day and within 24 hours it helps. This is the go-to for any respiratory illness that we have. My arsenal of herbs is extensive, as is my collection of thermal herbal remedy books. That's awesome. Nick V says, question, what is the efficacy of using vinegar to purify water with biological contamination? Would that be better than chlorine bleach? So there is some efficacy to using vinegar because it's acidic, but you have to make it so high. Now, here's here's some fact, okay? Uh, there's non-governmental organizations like the World Health Organization and different groups that <clears throat> try to help people in rural areas around the world, not Americans. They try to help people in rural areas around the world, especially developing countries. And just leaving your water in a sanitized container for 24 hours greatly diminishes and decreases the amount of bacteria that lives in that water. Boiling it, as you know, will get rid of them. Now, as far as if I had to choose between how much vinegar I have to put into something to make it safe to drink and boiling it, I'm going to choose boiling it or filtering it or making a sand filter or doing something else. You have to make it so rich in acid that it's going to not be basically nice to drink. I don't know the exact details, but I would not use vinegar as a go-to. Just my opinion. I hope that you'll do some research. And if you find something great, please leave it in the comment box so that we can all learn from it. From my family to yours, please stay safe, remain vigilant, and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by you. What up, Doe Black family? Need me downstairs. I got one fur baby with me, but the little one is following her around downstairs. I'm going to turn y'all on to a brother that I've been on his uh, YouTube for a while. His name's The Geek Underground, channel number three. And the title is The Majority, The Minority Majority. Wait a minute, let me start that over. The Minority Majority Report, episode four. Don and Tucker, reaction video. You already know he's going in on these fools. Chickens can't go on the roost for these, for these two motherfuckers. Yeah, chickens came home to roost and shit for, you know, Don and, you know, Tucker and shit. I, I don't. You know, other than laughing and shit, having a laugh and a, like a fart and shit, nah, nah, we don't give a fuck and shit, okay? They've done their damage over the years, okay? Both of them and shit, okay? Equally. And it's weird because it feels like somebody had some kind of backroom meeting and shit, and they decided they're like, hell, okay, like the mafia or something. It was like, okay, I give you one man, you give us one man. So they decided on these two groups and shit because they had outlived their usefulness and they had to look into the future and shit, okay? You never know what's around the corner and shit, okay? Could be something infinitely worse or, you know, just a whole new uh, situation altogether and shit, okay? I never cared for Don Lemon and shit, and I always knew he was an op. I always knew he was an op. From the moment I saw his pretty face and shit. <laughs> from the moment I saw his pretty face and shit, to like the times when he, he skirted right by some goddamn uh, SA charges and shit on a dude. You know, let's, let us not forget that Don Lemonade here, you know, and it was right around the time he did this this fake ass looking up his ancestors, and he went to like uh, the slave island and shit location, and he walked through there, and he was wearing like an African top or something. It was just like total bullshit, stage bullshit, right? Like, you know, results are be damned. You know, he he got in trouble because he was a Don is an angry drunk. Okay, we've seen Don drunk off his ass. You know, over the years and shit, you know, when he, he starts slamming them down and shit, I guess that Gilder or whatever, his booty hole hurt or something, he does weird shit. Okay, and Don, Don was messing with some white dude, and Don, let me tell you, okay, this is allegations, okay, just allegations, allegedly, 
Don took a liking to this white dude. I don't know if the guy was straight or not. But Don walked up to the guy and started talking to him and shit. Totally drunk off his fucking ass. Drunk off his ass. And and I shit you not. This is the allegations. They say that Don put his own hand in his, down his pants or shorts he was wearing and grabbed his, his own shit and then took his fucking hand out and stuck it under the guy's nose and asked him if he liked, uh, you know, pussy or booty, you know. I thought that was so crass when I heard that shit. I wonder why. I, I didn't know if the guy he was doing that to was gay or straight, but I wonder why he didn't get his ass whooped. I was like, man, I would kick your ass for doing something. Allegedly, he did this in front of some, some witnesses and shit. Okay, allegedly, you know, it's not unverified. But I just thought that was the most shittiest thing to do, even if you, you guys were like, you know, from the alternative community to like just be out like that, just be, you know, trashy and messy and shit. That was Don, man. You know, Don. You know how he got his fucking job and shit. I assume that was, you know, under a desk, you know, like like a lot of people. I just, you know, I've never heard that shit. I just couldn't look at him the same way. He always... Uh, you know, sat there and threw, you know, us under the bus, you know, black people, by the way. Us threw us under the bus and, you know, had his ass up on his shoulders and shit, literally. You know, you know, clapping his pussies. Anyway, Don Lemonade, you know, he he got his walking papers and shit. They tried to keep it quiet and make it classy for the motherfucker, but as you know, Don, Don got that whack and shit in the back, in his back door. So he wanted to go public with it and shit. So he put out a little statement and shit, thinking he gonna get some sympathy. I don't know what the fuck he was thinking and shit. And I, I hope that dude is suing him that he did that shit. So can you imagine if you met somebody, anybody, whatever your orientation was, and they put their hands down in their privates and then put their hand under your nose while they were giving you the hard sell and asking you something, crash in front of a bunch of people? Fucking embarrassing, man. Like, you know, getting on to the other motherfucker. <laughs> Tucker Carlson, hey man, bro. You know, I didn't give a fuck you got fired, bro. They're always gonna have some bullshit at that station and shit. You know, I hate I want the whole Fox News station to get fired. I want everybody to get fired over there and shit. But you know, that would be a disaster and shit because a lot of you know, a lot of butthurt, you know, racists wouldn't know what to do with themselves. And we'd just have like a shitload of January sixes all over the place by the old farts and shit. Some of these misinformed people have been raised on you know, ethnic myths and shit their whole lives and shit, why they can't get out of their bag. And you were an agent of chaos, Mr. Carlson. Tucker, Tucker, you were an agent of chaos. It's running your mouth. Talking shit, Kate Tucker. Just talking there, man. I just thought to myself, like, shit, bro. Like, damn, you just out, out there, man. And I remember Bill O'Reilly, when he was on there running his mouth and shit. You took the shit to the next level. Okay, you took the shit to the next level. All right, now I'm going to say, hey, man, don't let the door hit you on the way out, brother. <laughs> you know, I hate to see you go, but I love watching you leave and shit. You know, I love seeing you watch you leave with a, with a foot up your, you know, your back door there and shit. Maybe Don's, maybe you can go kick it with Don. Y'all can have a little drink and shit on the down low. And Don can put his hand down his pants and, and, and grab his, his, grab his, you know, his virtue Grab his career down there, squeeze it real good, rub it, rub it, and then he can pull his hand out and stick it under your nose, Tucker, and ask you, give you the same question again that that unfortunate, you know, gentleman, you know, do you like pussy or do you like the pussy, man? (laughs) Oh, shit, hey, both of these assholes are super rich. It ain't like they're going on welfare or nothing. It ain't like muffin going to be on the... You ain't gonna see Tucker Carlson uh, up under the freeway living in a box or nothing, okay? This dude is okay. He don't have to work another day in his life and shit. Well paid. Both of these assholes, both of these ops and shit, these agents of chaos, they're well paid. They're papered up and shit. You know, Don probably got something to worry about because I know that dude, that guy was suing his ass and shit. Okay, I know that guy was suing him and shit. And Tucker, he just went overboard with shit. Even the other white supremacists, they're like, hey man, goddamn, dude. You know, just keep it down and shit. Yeah, what's next? You gonna next season you gonna show up in your robe with your little pointy head or what? You know? You get tired of his bullshit. His, you know, even you could tell when Tucker Carlson knew he was lying about shit. You know, when he knew he was full of shit, you could tell. Because he always get that weird looking and get like a little squeak in his voice and shit. Like my discernment is fucking high, man. It's that goddamn high. So hey, you know, these are your two niggas. 
Yeah, one with chocolate and vanilla niggas and shit, two ops, two agents of chaos and shit, two agent provocateurs and shit, the defiant ones. Support Congresswoman Jackson Lee's bill to create a commission to study reparations. Would you sign the bill for reparations? Yes, I would. I already support that bill. There are things that we need to do in this country that have been a long time in coming. One of those is to move forward with reparations. So again, it's hard to overstate just how crazy and divisive that is. In order for that to work in practice, you would have to take people's blood and figure out what percentage they were of one race or the other, maybe measure their heads. You would wind up with Nazi race science, with racial purity tests. And no decent person wants to live in a country where the government does that. It's obviously a dead end and a terrible idea. And it would, of course, promote violence and division. Podcasters who cosplay as these journalists and therapists and poke at other black people's trauma and triggers and call it entertainment. Embarrassing doesn't even cut it. Sit on a couch with a joint in your hand discussing other people's trauma and triggers over a cup of liquor is not journalism, babe. That's not that is not the equivalent to being certified to be able to facilitate these conversations. This is not the same as getting acquainted with a DSM-5, okay? This is this is not mean that you are well-equipped to handle talking about domestic abuse and sexual violence and assault, but you sit here and do it anyways. And then the rest of y'all watch this shit like it is entertainment and sit here debating about it, keep keen about it, when maybe if you went to therapy, you'd be able to tell that this person is triggered and having fucking trauma response. Maybe if you went to therapy or at least respected it, you'd realize ain't shit funny about that. And actually laughing at that shit and minimizing it is your own coping mechanism and trauma response. I'm just perplexed. I'm, I'm really flabbergasted because one minute it's y'all don't care about mental health, y'all don't care about this shit, and then the next minute, y'all are sitting here laughing at abusive dynamics and can't even tell who the abuser is in the situation. Embarrassing does not cut it. I put this on Twitter four days ago, right? Just being like, oh, look at me. I'm so happy. Me and my man's have been friends for so long. And now we're in a nice relationship, right? For four days, me and my boyfriend have been getting thousands of comments and messages harassing us. Messages like this, you know, calling me more. Comments like this, you know, making it seem like I'm just a terrible person who made him stay in the friend zone, but then I'm also like a bore because we clearly slept before our relationship. So I'm a whore, I'm a terrible person, and then my boyfriend is being called gay, fruitcake, all types of things just because we share a love story. And those were nice ones. I mean, thousands of comments and messages calling us names and harassing us, right? So I'm fed up, I make a tweet, I'm returning the energy, right? If that's how black men want to treat me, I'm going to return the energy. But this is too much, right? This is too much. I can be called whore, bitch, slut, my boyfriend called fruitcake, daddy boy. I can be called all types of names by thousands of black men, but I'm too much of my return energy. Then making comments on boyfriend being sexually predatory after me is uncalled because that's misogynistic and rape culture. Then making jokes and comments about me being ran through as a child and a teen and that I wasn't in my prime for him after age 20, so after I was a teenager, is uncalled for. Then calling my boyfriend gay was uncalled for because that's homophobic. Then saying he's weak and beta male because um, I made him wait is uncalled for because that's objectifying me as if I'm, all that matters is my body, and it's misogynistic. All their comments are rooted in misogyny and homophobia and culture, which black men use 
to systemically oppress black women and other facets of the black community. So they were uncalled for and they just simply couldn't handle the same uncalled for heat. Okay, hold one minute. Um, so, for my two cents, I 100% agree with what she said. I wholeheartedly approve. Don't deserve that shit. Um, just two main points. One, I wish I came up with that shit myself. Two, y'all honestly deserve worse than that. Y'all lucky that's the worst thing she said. And if bullet bags really sent you off that much, man, I have to go for the toilet. I want to read something. Right? It's from, it's a tweet from someone named Keating6. The overarching uh, get her jade, right? I'm gonna read this uh, post before we get started. After thousands and thousands of comments from make sales objectifying and villainizing me, I've come to the conclusion that I no longer have the capacity to have empathy for cis straight black men. Good luck on your endeavors as bullet bags, right? You'll read that again. After thousands and thousands of comments from native sales objectifying and villainizing me, I've come to the conclusion that I no longer have the capacity. I no, I no longer have the capacity to have empathy for cisgender straight black men. Good luck on your endeavors as bullet bags. That is from this uh, content creator. She's not an influencer, I don't believe. Well, I thank God. Uh, this poser uh, named uh, Keating Smith, Keating Six, uh, get her jade. Uh, it's a big googly eyed, weird looking chick. Um, more on that after the jump. Yeah, so, you know, just put it in context and whatnot, bullet bag is a derogatory term that has been innovated by uh, as yet unidentified uh, black woman. Uh, was working as a, uh, a legal intern in uh, the DA's office over in Houston. Okay, last I checked, that was unconfirmed, by the way. You know, she, that woman went by the name Hoochie Mama, uh, some shit, and let's talk legal. That was uh, who she worked for, you know, initially. And uh, she had wrote, uh, the bullet bags are mad, y'all, you know, and that was a professional, right? And this 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 person here, this whatever, uh, she comes from a privileged background, okay. And uh, you know, I really I feel a certain way because you know she doesn't have to be involved if she doesn't want to be involved or whatnot. But she's out here looking for clout, and what better way to look for clout than to attack the uh, ethnic black community of these here? Uh, colonies in the United States of America's three Ks in set, you know. Yeah, a little burnt about it, right? A lot of black men were burnt about it because they continually, uh, these people continually attacked us. So when that's, it's a specialty of black women these days, I shared, you know. I used the term loosely applied to this googly eyed, weird looking chick. You know, I use that term loosely, right? It's a specialty. Uh, they love to inflict emotional harm and damage. Okay, emotional harm and damage, uh, 24-7. Seven days, of, yeah, 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year. You can find something new every day, every damn it, every hour, a disparaging black men, okay? And then on top of it, they're, they're, they uh, sandwich this between some, some a healthy dose of yanking and gaslighting where they, they play the victim at the hurling a stone and barely hiding their hands or whatnot. It's just ridiculous. It's a, a cosmic game of uh, I I know I am, but what are what are you? You know, all right, take it how you want it. Okay. So that being said, uh, this bitch wrote a check, and uh, it's just not been cashed yet. Okay, it's just not been cashed yet, and you know I'll elaborate on that right now. Witness the might of the Javani. First time. 
social media and everything, but it remains the same and whatnot. Uh, she is a goddamn poser or whatnot, okay? A poser. All right, all she does, she's like first year college 101 and shit, you know what I mean? You know, all full of fire, young, dumb, you know, the rest, you know, full of, you know. <laughs> she is such a goddamn liberal poser, okay? Yes, I have to say liberal and shit, okay? She is a big a fake ass feminist and shit, okay? Just gang stalking the black community and shit, and men in particular, okay? And we're tired of listening to this bullshit, okay? She wants to be able to, um, you know, throw rocks and hide her hands. And, and just in case you don't know, she she's biracial, okay? So she's adopted or something. I don't know, you know? It's like a goofy art chick I always saw when I was in school and then later years and shit. You see on the West side of Los Angeles and shit. You'll see goofy broads like this. Alright? That don't take her serious enough, but she does annoy the fuck out of me if I actually covered this person on uh, two separate occasions. I, uh, I covered her and shit, okay? Because she she makes these egregious, self-righteous videos and shit, despite the fact that she's extremely privileged, okay? She's more privileged than normal black women that she professionally care about you know, her fake feminism because she has a cushion of daddy's money and granddaddy's money to lay back on and she'll live her best life, you know. She can be that third Maori twin and shit for all I give a shit. Okay? That's why I Yeah, this is an entitled this is what the uh one contract creator refers to as a black as a black parent and shit, you know, with three K's. I won't refer to that her as that. I I won't even refer to her as a teacher, okay? Because that's an insult to other descendants black women shit that I fucking drag on the regular shit, okay? That's an insult, okay? I you know, on my fucking platform, man, you get a receipt and then you get that you get a, you get a payback, you get a paycheck for that shit, okay? She gets a paycheck, okay? The reason I'm making a video today is because a while back, uh, she finally. I don't know. I thought she was she was queer. You know, she was uh, signaling as queer or queer or bi or whatever the fuck these kids call themselves nowadays. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Oh, but she popped up with a boyfriend and another weird goofy looking guy, you know, goofy looking dude, you know, squinty eyed motherfucker. And people told her like she was popping up that she was in a relationship with with the guy, you know, finally after years and she had made him wait eight years. You know, for the pussy. Chocolate man. She made him wait eight years or something. I don't know the dynamics of the relationship. I don't give a fuck, given what I'm going to talk about and shit. But, like, uh, I think a brother, like, said, oh, congratulations, and you guys are cute together. And they went all in on him and shit. And then that, she opened up the nest and shit. So a lot of people came came for a fucking that wig on her head and shit. If that's, if that's what that is, okay? I don't know. She's a big, googly-eyed, weird-looking chick, Okay. 
right? And I don't struggle the same things about it, but you know, uh, certain platform is on my is on my bumper. But like I, I talked to him, you know, I saw another, you know, I told another content creator that I would make this video and I want to get it out of the way. I just want to get out of the way. I've had her, I've had footage on, I've had the material on my laptop for a minute, and I, you know, she just wasn't that important. She actually in the second video that I had, in the first video she was talking trash. Just talk some fake feminism trash and shit. I won't get into it. But I'll find a link. I'll put a link to wherever that video is. But in the second video, she was talking about Eldridge. Uh, she was talking about one of the Black Panthers who had a a, a fucking record. I think it was Eldridge Bieber or something. It was somebody. I'm getting that name wrong, probably. But it was the guy that had the criminal record. You know, the guy that did a bunch of shit and he ran to Africa and then he got in trouble over there and then he brought his ass back over here. That guy was an agent of chaos, okay? He was an agent provocateur shit. People know that already. So she made this video, like, you know, trying to, is a gig at black men. It's that whole demonizing us because of our pain and shit. And because, you know, who we are and shit. You know, just low-hanging fruit and shit from her point of view, her privileged point of view and shit, okay? Privileged, man. Okay? Yeah, She's like a gig at us through, uh, you know, a disgraced Black Panther shit. So I asked her... You know, I made the yeah, second man, video and I told man, her, well, what does she think? What does that guy's wife think? You know, the guy that was an SA offender, that he offended a bunch of women. And he said he was practicing for a race war and all that bullshit. Yeah, this was right through for her, man, because she, she didn't think she would get any pushback. But I gave some pushback because that guy's wife is an adjunct professor and shit. And I think an HBCU and shit. So I, I told her, I said, hey, what do you think his wife thinks? She was there when he did all of his dirt and shit. And she was there when he killed another person over her. And she's got a position of privilege. So what did you fucking think about that? I didn't get shit. Right? This chick is a, a she's basic. She's basic college dumb broad one-on-one. A lot of these, like when I was, went to my first college and shit here in the Midwest, uh, you see a lot of these goofy ass chicks, they with you know, her mindset. And like before the first semester was over, they were pregnant. <laughs> They were pregnant or doing some other stuff, shit on drugs, strung out, you know. And luckily, she's biracial. She, daddy can put her on promises and shit, you know. I'm not saying this chick is, but like the reason I'm dragging her, like I said, like they came out, they, they called, they they brought up the bullet bag. Deal, okay, the bullet bag thing. That thing chases black men around like nobody's business. It's like the second urban legend behind fucking Candyman and shit. Okay, yeah, this bro. This broad man, she's she. You can't really take it seriously, but she says so much egregious shit. And then her boyfriend came online. He didn't have his, the other biracial. You know, I don't know if he was mixed with black and I just a weird fruity looking guy, just like this weird goofy ass fruity looking broad that we're talking about today. Uh, he came on and he said he endorsed all of her nasty uh, behavior online and shit towards a uh, black man in particular, the black community as, as a whole. Okay, she she has one hand held out. To the black community, and on the other hand, she's slapping, she's slapping away and shit. And then on top of it, she's she has a colonizer mindset and shit deep down. You know, she can barely submerge it and shit. I thought she was fucking queer. She had a bunch of queer ass pictures and shit. You know, she's so arrogant, she even put her own nudes on social media. She drew up, she's like an artist or something, you know. I you know some standard artists and shit. I saw the fucking nudes, you know, was unimpressed. I guess they were pretty accurate or whatnot. It's like a skinny chick with a big deflated ass with a with a stupid birthmark on it. I guess that'll get me in trouble. I'm <laughs> I don't give a shit, man. I'm just trying to this goofy ass shit that she's popping up. And the whole bullet bag thing was egregious or whatnot, which is the reason this fucking video exists and whatnot. So I'll probably I'll post this and take it down after the premiere. And then put it up later when I get off probation. I'll just re reinstate the bitch. Man, it was okay, I'll the most All right. I don't even know the chief name. It's like Miss X or she has a bunch of different names. Does she have a troll account? She was supposed to have a troll account. Do we prefer the you know the Sanders bullshit? You know, directing at us and shit. Yeah. It's messed up. You know, she she wanted she did the classic Blackheron thing. Okay, she ate a bunch of green shit and she got her she got her lips slapped and shit. You know, she got. Slapped down and shit. She got slapped up by a female mostly. And, and then she, she claims she was a victim. Yeah. And they always say, oh, the black man yeah, is coming like The black man. That's like yeah. a script. I wish one of you broads would just, like, you know, while you're recording your, your, 
terrorism and shit, your black identity, extremist terrorism, you know, on a sexist level. Why don't you just show us the script? But I'm getting to the point where I just want to see the, the script. I want to see like a spiral notebook or something that's like some stapled together eight and a half by eleven paper and shit. So they, they read off because they say the same fucking thing and shit. I'm tired of this goofy looking shit, man. Hey, you know, you 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 talk about uh, you know black man being bullet bags and you said a bunch of other shit and you take swipes your whole life, your whole shitty short life and shit. And you're just a loser, okay? You're just a loser. I don't know what happened to you. Okay, I don't know what happened to you, young lady. You're a young, dumb bitch. Uh, let me stop. Yeah. Let me stop. Young, dumb, and full of Well, whatever. You know, may you, may you and your, your mutt, your fellow mutt, have many, many, uh, uh, you know, many uh, puppies in your bed. Okay? I'm going to say. And I say that because the motherfucker, you know, he has a chance to be like a, a voice of reason. Or just stay the fuck out of it, really, because she called uh, she called the bully bags, and she knew what that meant to the black community, especially black men and shit. She was looking to inflict emotional damage. She does that all the fucking time on her platform. Okay, she does this shit all the time. All right, but you know her her uh boyfriend quotation marks, you know, a girlfriend. I don't know how to do these weirdos do do their things these days. I don't know how these weirdos do. You know, you know, he he endorsed that. He said, uh, "You know, I approve this message and shit." So uh, you approve this clapback, okay? You approve this clapback, you retarded goofy. And uh, you know, before I go, I want to thank him because she actually had the definition of that made-up ass term, misogynoir. Yeah, yeah, she uses that too. You know, just grown. I face cold when I hear they just saying these cold words and shit. You know. They cold switching between being pro black and being a, a fucking divester and shit. And this is a well, she's a chameleon, right? Yeah, she's just black enough, but white enough that the white part of her family can tolerate even looking at her. I still get this too, and one thing about me is I know that a lot. If I said some shit, I will always go back and say I said that shit. But the one thing, or a couple of things that still piss me off about this situation is people listen to this light skin black woman. Listen to this light skin black woman with one fucking ass brain about my situation, what the fuck I went through over me and my proof. Another thing that pisses me off is we always look at the moments a black woman snaps and not the moments that lead up to the snapping, to the reaction. People really think it was only those four days of mainly harassment from black men, not white men, that led me to react finally. They don't have no fucking idea what it's like to be a black woman. Or you do, you don't care that we think that we should just keep it all in and handle ourselves and stay strong. But let's say it was just those consecutive things, right? I got oppressors in my community harassing and joking about sexual violence, sexual predatory behavior, referring to my underage body as objects. Um, joking and using homophobic quibble slurs, misogynistic slurs, I'm a used car, he was a predator, I just got caught, used carcass, all kinds of shit, right? Good job, that's the new comments about trauma and violence that actually happened. Happened to me, happened to other black women, happened to black queer people, right? You're using those slurs. That bitch talked yourself out of that job. And you're not listening to me, please don't say that. That's not true. That's homophobic. They That's misogynistic. That's sexist. You're not listening to this person being next, right? When you talk about trauma, it happens to me. It happens to people who look like me. And a lot of people are laughing, right? Okay, let's make a joke. Let's make a comment about why it's happening to you. But all of a sudden, everyone stops laughing. It's not funny no more. Not only that, it goes viral. There's outrage for that. For me bringing up your trauma and why it happens to you. But when you use to be all this violence and trauma that happens to me, people look like me, no outrage, doesn't go viral. People brought up and will say, well, you're coming from a kind of black women, black queer people too, that's why that's, hey man, nobody cared about the comments that were just attacking black women, black queer people. They only heard the outrage when I was a comment that also hurt black men. Because in the black community, the black trauma is always aligned with cis-head black men. Was the comment harsh? Yes. Was it meant to be harsh? Yes. Like, that's just the honest truth. Would I have done it exactly the same way? Probably not. But do I regret it? No. 